for 25 years. Nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. Side stories. Yeah, your That's when the cannibalism started. Side, Side stories. stories. <laughs> yes. What a good time to be celebrating St. Patrick's Day. Woohoo! Look at the Ooh, Irish. Look, look at the Irish. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh, simpler times. Because just a year ago today, yes. you know who was married? Who? Holden McNeely. He got married on St. Patrick's Day? Yes, he got married on St. Patrick's Day. Holden McNeely from Wizard and the Bruiser. This is his one-year anniversary. I think this is the first one-year anniversary thanks his wife would be getting because Holden McNeely, I don't know how he approaches love with no, his wife. he doesn't. That, that, so that helps. This is a last podcast network. Congratulations to Holden McNeely. Wow. L- look at you. The luck of the Irish. This is the luck holiday. Look at the Irish. You're the nicest I've ever seen you. I didn't realize this was your holiday. <laughs> oh, no. It's in me. No. It's in me. It's an alien. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Side Stories. I am Ben hanging out with Henry. And you want to hear a little joke that I did on Kind of Fun, the wrestling podcast today, Henry? Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> it's really funny because it's like, you know, how everyone's like, oh, keep your distance six feet apart. Well, we are certainly doing that because you're in L.A. and I'm in New York. There's the whole country apart from us. We have the whole country. We're so separated. We're separated by a country. I'm leaving the show. <laughs> I, I I can't continue our relationship anymore. Our working relationship is now completely fraught and frayed <laughs> by what you've done, how you've betrayed it uh, with your with your behavior. Uh, yes. Things are obviously uh, real weird out there right now. A little bonkers, uh, yeah. Thing, things are going. People are people are now inside. Uh, I'm now on day three of quarantine. Um, I was up there. I'm keeping my knees up. Good. Doing a lot of that. Keeping I, my knees up. I saw your Instagram post of you and Jackie doing hot yoga together, uh, which. I don't know. What's most interesting to me is I'm more of a bar guy, okay? And I know what? people will judge. All the bars are closed, so now I'm a, I'm a nobody. Um, but people <laughs> were judging everyone. Oh, you're going out to bars. But in L.A., it wasn't bars. It was yoga studios. Yes, I saw truly. people who were posting, like, stay inside, never do anything, be safe. And, of course, be safe uh, and stay inside and never do anything. But then the next poster picture would be them sweating profusely doing hot yes. yoga amongst <sighs> eight other people. How in the world <sighs> are you guys so obsessed, so obsessed with yoga that That's you're all we still have. doing it during a viral outbreak? 
so many people in LA, the only thing they have is their pristine bodies. <laughs> and they want to keep it going because eventually they need to emerge. And then the the more attractive members of our society are going to have to go towards the people. Now, this is obviously deep in our post-apocalyptic state, whatever, the sure. three months from now when we're allowed to emerge. The healthy ones are going to have to go towards the rich ones, right? So the hot ones are going to move towards the ones with the resources. Mm -hmm. So now is the time to start setting the table for yourself. What kind of mate are you going to bring to yourself in the post-apocalyptic world? Are you going to be able to get the guy with the guns? Sure. You might need some muscles because you're going to be running drills with him. I agree. Are you going to be able to get the woman with all the money? If you find a 75-year-old former... Uh, I, I guess attorney or some, some a lady, someone with a lot of money, and you get in there. I have to make sure that I have a, a strong of back so that right. I can sexually service this rich woman to bring money back to our home. So, so in this sort of long view analogy or situation uh, scenario that you're that you're talking about, is Natalie dead? Uh, no, did no, you Natalie kill her during is- the coronavirus during the three month shut in? Because that's the fear that's coming from within the house. No, she's walking me out. You know what I mean? Good. She's my new job. She's my new, she's my pimp. She, okay, very, very good. She gets gets a cut. We are going to, uh, by the way, just if you are living with someone, this is a tough time. You're going to be there for a long time. So I say one affirmation a day. Say, you know what, Henry, if I lived with you, I'd say, you know what, Henry? Your nose is looking nice today. It's really important. Check in. Check in. Check in. I just want you to let you know, Kissel. I don't mind your feet. Hellish rebuke! Hellish no, rebuke! No, it's nice! <laughs> Over to Sardi! Um, I was walking, so the last time I went sort of any sort of public exercise, I was walking to the studio. Yes. And things are really weird out here. But I saw a dude, like, every once in a while, Los Angeles, like, shows its true face again. Like, every once in a while, like, I was like, where's the L.A. from every movie that I saw in the 80s. Like, that type of L.A. You want So what is that? Is that cool L.A.? Is that bright neon shorts L.A.? Rollerblade L.A.? Or is it, like, no. dystopian, like, escape dystopian, from L.A.? Like Yeah, that kind of shit. Okay. Like, dressed like Noah, like, from the movie Noah, but your outfit technically would cost 15 grand. Like, that type of thing where you look homeless, mm. but you're not. Of course. But there are, I don't know how to put it, I saw a dude on the street. The only people who are on the street are the, the mentally unbalanced ones. And there was a dude, so, so me included, but there was a guy with a <laughs> handprint tattoo all over his face. Oh, my God. Right, there's a full taste. And he, this was a time before they closed all the restaurants. So there were people sitting in the front of, like, the Starbucks, kind of like the outside seating. Uh-huh. And he's walking in. He's like, oh, everybody's enjoying your coffee. And, the, the, you know, everyone's trying to, like, you know, have their resume their conversations. Right. And he starts going, <laughs> like, fake coughing <laughs> over a whole group of people. And everyone's just like, ah. Check, please. And it's like, holy shit. We're immediately there. Yeah, just We like, went right into 80s dystopia. Hey, Barb, how was your day? Well, it was kind of cool. A guy that looked like Wilson, the ball from Castaway, came in and <laughs> coughed all over my uh, wonderful latte. So I think I'm dying. I think it's a, I think what you'd call it is a, that, that's, ugh, you're just getting drive-by diseased. Uh, but I, I want to correct something that I said last week. Okay. We here we we hold ourselves to be accountable on the show. Yeah, Kissel, look how responsible he is. Hey, you I'm got wearing, pants on. I'm I am wearing. I'm not bad pants. You're gonna call this velour full? <laughs> sorry, full beautiful to. burnt orange velour suit pants. I didn't mean to do that to you. I didn't you. mean to. Yes, I didn't mean to, to shame your your soft pant. I'm gonna Thank call you. it a soft pant. Thank you. It's bedazzled. Um, 
But last week we read an email from a police officer from the UK who expl- who talked about these anti-disease medications that he was taking after he did these like needle strike tests and he said it made all his hair fall out and all this kind of shit. Apparently I received several passionate emails from people within the HIV positive community, people for HIV uh, reach out and AIDS right. reach out talking about how PrEP is not whatever it was that he took. Whatever it was that he took is either old school, it's like old shit. They used to have to take a series of pills, mm-hmm. or it's some other form of anti-disease medication, some form of antibiotic that fucking, can, I guess can wreck you, but I have no clue. But it has nothing to do with PrEP. I wanted to do a, one quick, to, to dispel some of the misinformation from All PrEP. All right. Well, let's get a clarification or, corner. Clarification Whatever the corner. hell this is. Yeah. All right. PrEP, or pre-exposure prophylaxis, is a one-day pill you take that prevents HIV up to 99% when taken correctly. It has been around since 2012. Um, A woman actually has a better chance of getting pregnant while on birth control than getting HIV while you're on PrEP. Uh, PrEP is taken before someone is exposed to HIV. There's also a thing called... And then there's also PEP, right? Uh Uh-huh. Which you transition to PrEP. Which is, again, there is very little side effects to the point that Frank Ocean actually did a party last year to give people prep and talk about whatever the post-prep is. Again, I'm not a doctor. (laughs) I'm not a doctor. I I don't even know how to explain the clarification. But I just want to say, don't be scared of the prep or the pep or any of the anti-HIV medication they would give you or that you could take it. It's more important to stay safe. Don't be scared of it. And that is literally the last time I'm going to bring it up (laughs) because I obviously am not helping the conversation. Absolutely. And of course, we always appreciate your perspective. Side stories, LPOTL at gmail.com. Shocking news alert. We are not doctors. I'm not Um, a doctor. Of course, we do want to be trusted. uh, But, you know, on certain things, you can just give us the the benefit of the doubt we're never attempting to be nefarious we're just uh in many cases learning right along with you about these things uh, that yes. we're hearing about really uh you know for one of the first times that we're hearing about it on the floor yeah because we don't have to deal with it but no. speaking of all this man i started watching like so now we're deep in quarantine what sure. are we watching what are we doing what do you oh my god first of all henry what? i don't want to know about what you're watching because i want to talk about the ps4 that you got because you're playing Division Two, how happy are you right now? The hyena is not safe <laughs> when I have my gear on. It is so fucking sweet. I love killing as many terrorists as humanly possible. So much fun. I imagine each one is a person holding back our book sales. Um, our book is coming out uh, April seventh, uh, and there's going to be we're gonna, obviously we're going to still dealing with all the tour bullshit. We have oh, no clue yes. what the hell's going to happen we quite don't yet, know. but we're going to be yeah. But we will give you that information as soon as we know. And as uh, I mentioned on Instagram, if if the book tour is postponed, and we can sort of look at the tea leaves, you guys can probably see where that's going. But we don't have any official word yet, so we will tell you then. I will be doing dry postponement. And then I'm going to have my first BL on stage so we can go through. And I'm going to look good. I'm going to wear my nothing but velour. I got some new shoes. My my new bronze are awesome. Those Friday the 13th bronze are fucking dope. They're very cool. So uh, just letting you know, we're going to, during the times where there's a lot of, where there's a health crisis, let's get healthy. And uh, and that's that's part of my contradictory character, but in this case, in this way, it's almost <laughs> being my saving grace. It sort of is responsible. Again, yeah. weirdly back backwards, we found ourselves <laughs> back to somehow we're doing the correct thing. I don't know how. <laughs> but I started, obviously I am just, I, I can't watch any more JFK assassination stuff if I could. I'm, I am so deep in, I can't trust you. 
I don't were watch you it apart anymore. Were you one of the shooters? No, there's not big there's not big houses for feet on the grassy knoll. No, I was not there. No, weren't you dressed as a big lumberjack holding an axe in front of a tire store, and then you're like, now it's time to move forward and kill this president. That's Paul Bunyan along with his uh, ox, babe, you're, the blue You're ox. being racist? Am I being racist against your people? You're being a sizist anyway. But guess what? I'll get up there and I'll fucking, the best part is I can punch you right in the fuck between your asshole and your balls. <laughs> you don't even know it until it's too late. But I, one thing that kind of caught my eye this week, partially because of the uh, these emails I got educating me about prep, that I still, I don't know if I'm fully educated, uh, but I started uh, getting into the concept of bug chasers. Oh, like my People God. that were getting HIV on purpose. Like, yes. And, ooh, I watched this documentary called, I want to say it's called The Gift Giver because they call them bug chasers and gift givers. Oh, my right? God. Because they want the gift, which is HIV. But okay. all the stuff's from the mid-90s, right? So the one I was watching took so place this in this is big, when crazy H- gay rodeo. So this is like HIV, like, top. 10 scariest times it's ever been around. It's like we're out of the 80s, but they're kind of getting a little handle on it. Yes. But it's a very tiny handle, and it's still quite a hot plate. It's very interesting because it kind of also goes with the – from what I was seeing, and I'm going to get – I don't know why I'm going to go further into it, but I just <laughs> found it very interesting. It's that it kind of – the bug chasing movement also went with the rise of the internet. Okay. Um, and so there – it is like kind of talk of it, it's like people talking about people wanting to get HIV at the time because of like this concept of bug chasing was about this idea that like almost HIV was so dangerous and then it also gave you sort of an identity. It gave you something to kind of adhere to as almost as like a personality from the bug chasers perspective Weird. that they would kind of want to get it to almost feel cool to be part of the in crowd or it's like the ultimate taboo. For right. somebody to 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 shoot it up in there, and then you got the bug yourself, and but then, then you have like gift gigger, and then they would have like biohazard parties, which I think is just a mid nineties thing. Yeah, that they just they just went from club golf, and they and documentary documentarians went to a club golf night, and they were like, "This is how they spread it." Like I don't know if that's true. I have but, no you know. idea. So, but why? Okay, obviously. People are weird. I know. Shocking news. What? But you do have some people who, for example, I th- I'm thinking of the woman who purposely blinds herself, right? She yes. said that she always wanted to be blind. She always related to people who are blind. She blinded people, herself and with- she still uh- believes that. She- and now she is truly happy. She says she's truly happy. I'm like, okay. Sure. W- why do you think it is? And again, we are not psychologists either. Side stories, LPOTL at gmail.com. Let us know what you think about this. What is it in someone's mind? Do you think it's them totally just feeling as if they don't have a community? Do they feel like a little bit? I, I just don't like what. What did the well, documentary say? Basically, one thing that kind of shakes out, which I'm certain we'll immediately get responses on this, but it seems that a lot of it is actually more about the fantasy of it. That what because of the advent of the the at the time the the rise of the internet with the rise of this, we don't even know if it's a real movement. It's kind of like. It's kind of like Q a little bit, uh-huh. where it's partially been blown up by people fascinated from the outside of the movement, and also partially somewhat real, but mostly it's a fantasy world on the internet, kind of like Cannibal Cop, right? When okay. the Cannibal Cop went through his shit, is that what they're... What, a lot of people, from what I was seeing, the interviews I was watching, were saying along the lines that people like to play it out like they're super into it, more so on the internet than in real life. And that the idea of talking about 
You got the fucking HIV. I want it inside my fucking clumps. I want it in my clumps. Like, that talk makes you super horny on the internet, and then you can uh-huh. come thinking about it. You can sit and come thinking, watching Philadelphia. You can be into it. Sure. But for the most part, once you get the demons out, you can go back to normal and be like, whew. That was a close one. Yes, and again, because I do think you need to breach the subject with your therapist about how you call cum demons, and that is something we've been talking about for things. 10 years. They I make you do bad things. You can also you have a wonderful, you can also have a baby and have a family, and, a very, and you can have a very nice life. <laughs> you are such a little goth. Have a baby? You are such a little goth. But No, all I want is my, I need Jordans, is what I need. Yes, I, I don't know. need a baby. Well, name the- I need, I got the Blu-ray extended versions of Lord of the Rings. That's like an entire childhood's worth name, of love and Name and the baby Jordan and it'll all be good. Um, so these bug chasers, so they're doing it for like online clout. Is it like people, obviously it's not like don't fuck with cats, but I'm saying in the vein of like, I'm going to say something the most extreme I can say. I think so. And that's the only way I can get any reaction? A little bit. I who know I mean I'm just kind of dipping into this because I'm, I don't know what happened but man it just seems like it's a lot but those gay sex parties seem like they would have been a lot of fun back in the day sure I mean of course JFK uh, Oliver Stone's JFK certainly showed us uh, the fun that can be had with gold spray paint and a man oh, named John Candy <laughs> John Candy because there's nothing that g- grinds most hot dudes gears than Ooh. John Candy. Just all saddled up. Oh, man, John Candy. You're fucking Uncle Buck, man. I love John I guess John Uncle Candy. Buck can have as much sex as he wants. Yeah, what do you think was the precursor to becoming Uncle Buck living alone outside of Wrigley Stadium? You don't exactly. necessarily get there by not going to massive orgies in the 60s. Yep. He's a lot of fun. Um, so check out that documentary. Uh, the one, what was it called? Bug Chasers. I want to say it's called The Gift Giver. The Gift it's, Giver. But it's an old one. That's why it was just one of those where it starts at the beginning of the phenomena. So now I'm kind of, I'm just kind of dipping my toe in. It's pretty, pretty interesting. It's just also very shocking and very scary. Yes, I actually just rewatched. Speaking of old '90s documentaries, Beyond the Mat. Which is very exciting. It's a wrestling documentary. It shows the wow, brutal match. Wow, I remember that from back in the day. It shows the brutal match between Mick Foley and The Rock, the I Quit match. And if you listen to Kind of Fun, you'll know the story. I spoke with Mick Foley, and he said that was his least favorite match of all time. There was no artistic credibility to it. He just what? got his brains bashed in in front of his family. And when you rewatch it as an adult, man, those are like real tears of pain from his but family. Yeah, he and got it's the brutal. Yeah. The one that I was watching was called The Gift. Okay, the it was yeah. done by Louis, Louis or Louise Hogarth. Yes, so that is a good thing. Check it. You can keep up to date on all the Netflix documentaries. And I was going to watch last night, although I fell asleep at 8 p.m. last night because I guess I was exhausted after Orlando. Everyone says hello again, Henry. And I want to thank everyone Hi. who came out. And I just want to see everybody. You just want to go on fucking tour. Man, it was so nice to see everyone because you all are so sweet. And, uh, and again, whatever happens with the tour... Um, we will keep you up to date on that. But get in, watch your Netflix, play your video games, try to have as much of a nice time as you possibly can. I don't know what's going on at my deli because we were Henry was telling me that in L.A. you have to line up at 7 a.m. not for food, but for toilet paper. Toilet my deli paper. completely stocked with toilet paper, almost Which is scary. to the point. <laughs> yeah. It seems like a trap. 
Oh, Honestly, yes. I feel like you're, you're going to go in there and just like a net is going to drop on you or you're going to be grabbed up and they're going to start ch- chesting the vaccine on you. I am a little bit concerned that these hipsters haven't been wiping their ass uh, at all for the past decade or 15 years that I've been here. And um, I'm just going to say, feel free. The key oh, is it's like, it's like not washing your hair because you know what they say that you should stop washing your hair altogether like you should let the oils take care of it like one of those so <laughs> yeah. what you have to do is if you stop wiping your ass yeah the first couple days they're gonna be kind of rough it's gonna itch yeah but what you do is you reach a point where it sort of makes like um i'm gonna say a crust uh-huh it makes like a <laughs> um like a like a, a film like a skin uh-huh on your butthole so right. then you just you just let it keep building so I think you're describing like how like a mountain is made. <laughs> yes, that's very over cool. millennia. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it would come. It would slowly grow on your butt. Yeah, yes, you'd, just be like, you'd have to be shitting a lot. And I haven't been eating that much. Sure, be like Susie, your butt is looking so big, and she's like, the crack is full of crap. <laughs> Here, let me see it. Here, really? Are you sure? I want to see it. I want to see your mudslide. Oh, right. I, I would say. I will say. You know what I have been doing a lot of? What's that? Eating pork chops and drinking bourbon. Oh, well, good for you, buddy. I have been sitting. I went. I bought a family-style thing of pork chops because Kevin Gillespie, who's a, a great chef in Atlanta, showed that he went to go buy meat in the store, and no one had bought any pork because everybody's scared of pork. So I did the same thing. I bought a whole thing of pork chops, and now what I've been doing is just sitting, eating pork chops, watching JFK documentaries, drinking bourbon. It's been good for me. Well, I don't know about the last sentence, but I think you're having fun, and I think that's your true self. And I think that's I'm wonderful. I'm becoming, I'm going to get my Alex Jones body. This is how to do it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to a story. This one coming from Japan. Um, this story this is, is insane, wild. man. So this dude, he was just sentenced to death, and he was sentenced to death not for doing something good, but for doing something very bad. <laughs> he, killed, sure? he killed 19 people at a disabled facility, and he did this by using a knife. He killed nine men and ten women, ranging from the age of 18 to 70. 26 people were injured. His name was Satoshi Yumatsu. Uh, He went on the stabbing spree in 2016. It was Japan's deadliest mass killing since the end of World War II. Wow. Um, Well, I will say they did a lot during World War II. They did. Yeah, I mean, they really, they they really shored up those numbers during World War. II. Yes, they did. Uh, he tied up two staff members, then went from wing to wing, floor to floor, killing patients. Uh, and officials said the facility was a home to 149 residents. The total attack took about an hour, and wow. then he turned himself in. Uh, apparently, seven several months before the attack, he wrote a letter which was seen by CNN claiming that, quote, he had the ability to kill 470 disabled people, going on to say, I am aware that this is an outrageous thing to say. Then he wrote, of a world where disabled people were severe difficulties socializing as well as severe difficulties at home are allowed to be peacefully euthanized. So here we have a situation. We were actually, so and I think he's I can like say, a missionary killer. Yes, a missionary. So he believed killer. that he was trying to do it. He was just trying to kill him one by one. How brutally did he stab these people? Well, I don't know how brutally he couldn't have stabbed them to kill all of them. Uh, he I was mean, committed did, was to he an just institution. Slit throats, or was he just stabbing them in the heart? Let's see here. I uh, mean, I feel like that they might not have those answers because that's a um, basement trolls question. Right. I mean, you got to figure 
if it's an hour, he injured 26, killed 19. Okay, let's if we're going to so go down this road, let's go down this I'm look, road. I'm already looking at the numbers. So he killed 13% of the nursing home. Okay, so... 19 it, plus 26, 45, divided by 149. <sighs> he murdered, he injured 30% of the nursing home. And so it had to be around 35 to 38 seconds per attack. So, yeah, I'm thinking he probably went for the neck. Probably he must went have done for the heart it, and the I throat. guess, fast. But I tell you, what the thing in Japan is that they wake up and they do jumping jacks every day. They do. They are very prepared. They are physically able. So yep. it's one of those. I actually wouldn't be surprised if he was shooting for a time trial that he couldn't crunch that down to at least 45 minutes, 35 minutes. Perhaps he wanted to be on one of the uh, Ninja Warriors programs. This is not how you're going to do it. This is how you're no. going to get sentenced to prison for the rest of your life. No, uh, it's not, that's. I think that's called Ninja Warrior. Yes, he definitely caused a lot of worry throughout Japan. And so now he is he is gone. Um, it is just one of those, when you hear about mass killings, if you told me someone killed 19 and injured 26, my first thought is always a gun. Yeah, and assault to, rifle. Assault rifle. But to think about, uh, it's an, no, you know, did. AR stands for Armalite, didn't you know? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I, but, you, but you know, he's also, I'm not going to give him a lot of credit because they were sitting down. Yeah, I I guess, but you're right. He thought that he was doing like something really good, and I think I can say this, but people were asking us a lot about Harold Shipman. And oh, we said the same thing, but Harold Shipman was just more of a he was doing it for money, and he was doing it out of some weird control thing, right. like some some weird I'm the doctor, I know what's best, like psychopathy, whatever was going on in his brain. But we started putting together. I guess I feel free to say this on the show. Okay. We tried to put together a huge series. On Harold Chipman. Right. Like, Marcus and I got all the work together, so do it, and we were like, this is really boring. And this man killed over 200 people, and the fact, it's just so, like, it's so mundane. It's sadly so, like, so weird. easy. It's so effortless what he did that there's almost no story there. It's just two, almost 200 people just, like, went away. It's so fucked up, which is a part of what you could do an episode about it, but it's hard to really get the good juice that we want for our series when it's it's kind of like this other weird, other flat thing. Like, what happens when you do something like, like this is different. He stabbed 19 people. Right, right, absolutely. And of course, with Shipman, the axe itself is horrible, but with last podcast, as the listeners know, we like to go down the psychology of the person. And evidently, there wasn't uh, not too much there other than the missionary killing uh, that he thought he was doing. If you have a good source material in Harold Chippen, we're always willing to look of at course. it. If we get some good source material, we'll always revamp it. But for the most part, that's a one thing about, we've always kind of talked about, Marcus and I have talked about Doctors Who Kill, where it's right. like, the problem is that it gets, we want more meat! I want more meat! Because they're still just doctors at the end of the day, and somewhat well, boring. Just, you just drop a line in. It's just it's just so fucked up how easy it is to kill somebody like that, where oh. you just have no clue, which is why I'm scared of the goddamn doctor. But you gotta go. Gotta go. There you go. Gotta go to the doctor. Um, well, let's do a quick update. Speaking of people who are oh, mentally yes. ill, um, Henry alerted me to this. Evidently, love, I guess this is a story of love. And- this is a story of love. This is, love. <laughs> this is a story of support. Uh-huh. So, because I've asked Natalie, like, would you support me if I did a crime? Sure. You wait for me from Jill. And she said, what type of crime? And I said, let's really, let's put it in my wheelhouse, right? Like my wheelhouse of crime. What would right. I accidentally do? I could already um, see this. I can see you. 
attempting Ro- to rob a bank rage. with a burrito in your pocket? I road mean, I rage without a doubt. Yes, an accidental vehicular manslaughter. I'm sure that could happen in there. Using your car as a weapon, I would only do it in self-defense. I would. So my whole thing, she says, you don't make that face. I, I did I make a never. Sp- how do you? Would, how do you? If the person is not in a vehicle and you are in the vehicle, how would you only be doing that in self-defense? If Natalie divorced me, I'd be closer to more of a preemptive strike mode. But now that I have more to deal with, like I have things to lose, I love my family. I don't right. want to. I don't want to lose everything that I've ever done. Good. It would be mostly out of defense. Okay. Um. She said she could wait three to five for me for oh, that. Okay. And white collar crime. Yeah. White collar crime. She she said she could feel for me, but she's like her whole thing is that she she's kind of got a whole thing of like if I turn a bunch of children into human butterflies. She's right. going to have a problem with it. Yeah, she should have a problem with that. And then at the end of the day, she if she, as long as she waits for you, I think the caveat could also be, but if you need to go have an orgasm, go use whatever you whatever you got to do because at the end of the day, what are you going to do to stop it? Yeah. Well, I mean, literally, I can't do anything to stop can't it. I'm in anything. jail. Yeah, but I'm hoping that she would just use a vibrator with my face tapped, like a picture of my face cut out <laughs> well, and just taped to the very end of me going, hi, yes, bring me closer to it. The nice thing is she can just lie to you about whatever she's doing. I just have the decency to lie to me. All right. That's what I'm down with. They lie to me. Throw me a bone. Boy, Texas Pete is a sauce and allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's what people gather around. It's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. Each Texas Pete hot sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. This signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It's been at the center of dinner table since 1929 and is still heating things up today. You're definitely going to want to try every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original, and not for the faint of heart. Sabor! By Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor, and their dust-dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce and a flavorful dry rub. Tell you what, the other day I was having myself a good old refried bean burrito, and I wanted a little bit of kick to my morning, so I got myself some cha Texas Pete sriracha sauce, and I smothered those refried beans and that cheese and them eggs and a whole bunch of cha and it started off my day. Correct. Texas Pete. Sauce like you mean it. Visit TexasPete.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at TexasPete.com. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with 
horse picks. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents' accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse picks over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hey, did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Now, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt and I love planting things myself. And Fast Growing Trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like I got this uh, Texas sage, it's purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there and it's going to thrive and it's going to look real good. And I don't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Uh, but this story, again, it's about love. Get yeah. back to it. This girlfriend vows to stand by mentally ill woman, 36, who decapitated uh. her own mother, 73, and carried head around a carrier bag, carrier bag as she is now being sent to a hospital, quote unquote, indefinitely. Okay. Now, Sharon O'Brien, she dated Odessa Carey. We covered her last week. Yes. This is the story of the woman that decapitated her own mother and kept it in a carrier bag and took kissed it out it and for, kissed a, it in for front the of friends, friends yeah. in an allotment. And I got enough of your. Fucking emails. I'm, I'm not going to disparage it. Thank you for correcting me. I know that an allotment is more of a garden than an apartment building, but I don't know what you're <laughs> growing in the UK besides potatoes because lettuce is brown there. All right. So I don't know what you got going on in that country. But no, I know you have tomatoes. I've seen them at breakfast. Of course. So yes, but she was out there kissing her mother's <laughs> severed head Jeez. in her allotment. But Sharon O'Brien, 50. Um, 14 years Odessa senior is saying that she is she's going to stand by her woman. Good, love is yeah. in the air. Um, I have to say, uh, it seems as if uh, she has lived a rough life. Uh, for fifty, she she wears fifty uh, like a pirate. 
She has been a little through, bit. She's been through the ringer. I, I do but believe so that. But so does Odessa carries 36 also like a pirate. Yes, she does. Uh, Sharon says regarding the mother, she says she was a lovely woman. She goes on to say she was always laughing and joking and always happy. She was always supportive of Odessa. She wouldn't give up on her. And uh, the big thing she said, the, the, the main thing that was really sad is that her mom was such a huge fan of hats. Of hats? Yep. Oh, and then she lost her head. Yeah, but at least the head always gets to have a head on it. Yeah, I and this guess is so. and what Sharon also says. This was in the actions of the Odessa I know. I wasn't scared of her. I still think I can get through to her. So I'll never give up on her. I still love her debates. I always will. I'll always stick by her. And nobody else wants anything to do with her, but I can't leave her. Oh, and then she also does a kind of a strange turn here again. Sharon, this is the girlfriend of Odessa. Mildly blaming the mom, she says, "We told her mom not to let her into the house. See, but she would never. It's the turn mom's her- fault. <laughs> I guess it's the mom's fault. We know that now yeah, for a fact. She, she said she would never turn her back on her daughter. I'm grieving for the loss of both of them, but I have got to keep going for Odessa. So she's also sort of she's dealing with the. You know, I think again, the victim is the mom who got beheaded by her daughter. Yes, of course, of course. Um, but I, obviously, this woman was very sick during this whole time period. Yes. Um, Sharon says, she was a lovely caring lass. There was not a bad bone in her body. She what? practically brought my daughter up from the age of nine. Years later, Carrie's mental health and her behavior began to deteriorate to Sharon's alarm. As Odessa Carrie's behavior became more unsettling, her son, <sighs> who is now 18, went to live with his father, which I imagine. Sharon also began to witness a series of increasingly terrifying incidents. Uh, Sharon said, it would come and go. She'd be fine for a while, and you wouldn't have known what was going on. But it gradually, it got worse. On one occasion, Carrie cut her own legs down to the bone, and in another, she tried to smash her way through the wall of her home with a wallpaper scraper to get to her neighbors, so she pulled the Kool-Aid man in her own home. I guess so, but it's never nice unless you're full of Kool-Aid and are willing to give it out to friends and family. I'm only pulling a Kool-Aid man unless my family's trapped inside and there's a fire in the building. Right, and in no way will you just end up suffocating and dying. No, um, but I, or I'm trying to surprise Mike Pence. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a fun way to get him. You would never expect the Kool-Aid You man. don't think that Mike Pence would expect a, a, a smaller man to break through his door at any given moment to arouse no, him sexually? Just, yeah, he's just sitting there hard. It's like... Oh, thank God you're here. I just got done with my last boy. And that boy is just wiping his mouth, being like, I ain't sick yet. I ain't sick. Uh-huh. And I get in there and being like, I'll suck this vice president off in the name of my country, and I'll take pictures of it to show and, the world. And for more political news, make sure to listen to Abe Lincoln's Top Hat. We'll be covering <laughs> coronavirus in detail. <laughs> oh, she asked... Um, she would sit in the kitchen of this is this is really intense. During in January 2018, police were contacted after Carrie assaulted her mom with a bath board. Yet Sharon still let Carrie move in with her in late 2018 no. after she was thrown out of a hostel in Blythe. Sharon continued, oh, I've never seen anything like it. She'd sit in the kitchen in the middle of the floor, laughing hysterically and screaming. And when I asked, Who are you talking to, love? She said, Just the voices in my head. Sharon said, then just weeks before Carrie killed her mom, she killed a cat by breaking its neck before flushing its body down the toilet. All right, again, that's that's not not a sentence that you should ever be saying. She's just going like, what can you do? What can you do? I'm going to say I'm happy that this woman, I guess, is sticking with her with her lover. The whole thing is tragic. I also think maybe just maybe. 
She could have prevented the crime had she just mentioned that she was killing cats, flushing them down toilets, like a horrible, horrible uh, disposal. This woman, she is the definition of an enabler. I, you really could have called the cops at some point, but also, you know, I've heard the, I think the memification of the concept of, um, you know, things I guess people would do for good dick. You know what I mean? Like what you're willing to uh, compromise for good dick or right. good pussy. I wonder what it comes down to. It's being like, what level of lick can someone give you that you are, that you're, you're fine with this? Like on what level of lick can mm-hmm. you look past someone murdering their own cat and, and multiply threatening people in your homes and, right. and people that you're close to. I mean, I feel like women have it. I mean, men have the easiest of, uh, of most where we just kind of pull like, you know, 30 seconds and my demons are out. Sure. But the woman now, they also have all these mechanics. They got all these machines that really, really work. Can't yeah. you just find something that buzzes you down there harder than any woman could lick that would keep you from allowing a psychopath to move into your home? I'm going to say that you can, Henry. I think you answered your own question. You got to the solution. Toys are the way to go. And no matter how rabbit. good, get the rabbit. No matter how good the sex is, you should never allow someone to kill a cat and flush it down a toilet. I've said it here first and I'll say it again. And how many times do we have to say that sentence? Sharon said she needed really good professional help. She really yeah, did. No I shit tried care. and tried. Well, the, yeah. I tried and tried, Kiso. Did you I really tried. try? Did you re- I just helped okay. Yeah, I did. Just, just I, rang, I, I, I got a doctor bell. Uh-huh. I went down in the 99 cent store and I got a doctor bell. Right? What's a doctor and bell? I, you ring it and a doctor comes if he's free. <laughs> I went and he didn't know in time. I think I was hooked, Wink. Oh, thing I was hooked out of my, I was hooked out of my pins. At any point when the when the cat was being killed, did you try to stop it? When she was flushing the cat down the toilet, maybe when she was sitting in the kitchen and screaming, did you think this might be the time to get paramedics involved? Have you ever tried to make a girlfriend stop doing anything? <laughs> they get mad at you. They get mad at you. Wow. All right, but she said, really? I, I, I know she did. And if she had had the help in the first place, maybe it wouldn't have gotten so bad. I'm hoping for a miracle myself. I feel like going to the library and getting books on schizophrenia to see if I can help. Oh my see, god! See, Sharon's helping. She's helping. You're not the you're not the doctor, ma'am. I'm sorry. You need uh, anyway. I'm, now I'm just screaming at our wonderful audience who are in quarantine. You're not the doctor, man. You're not the doctor. But I did like that you kind of made it a Patrice O'Neill joke towards the end, which was, that was very good. Very good job. Oh, you ever tried you. to tell oh, that? <laughs> I right, try. Well. I try to stay relatable. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I, I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction, and it's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins as soon as I wake up. And a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. 
I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp! H-E-L-P dot com slash LastPod. How many platforms do I work on? So many platforms. Can you believe it? Google Docs. Work on that. Very complicated. Lots of different things going out. Clickety-clack, right? Slack. Saying things to my employees. All of my, all my, my main doldgers walking around here. It makes sure it changes cluck to the word I meant for it to say to everyone. But I try to say not curse words on Slack. What am I supposed to do about it? But Grammarly doesn't fix curse words, does it? Because Grammarly's too good for it. It's too classy. It's Grammarly is an AI writing partner that helps you get work done faster with high quality writing. Because better writing means a stronger impact. The pen is mightier than the sword. Except when the sword is in the room. 96% of Grammarly users report that Grammarly helps them craft more impactful writing and suggestions based on your audience goals and context. Can you believe it? And data privacy and security are woven into the foundation of Grammarly. It's in its goods. All right. So Grammarly's great. Use it. I use it. I love its gentle harassment of my writing style because it does help me because sometimes my thumbs are faster than my eyeballs. Don't quote me on that. Get AI writing support that works where you work. Sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors. It's a waste. Don't waste hours on apps. Besides appetizers, that's the kind of apps I like. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Did you know that empanada is already Spanish? I didn't. Thanks, Babbel. Did you know that burrito is already Spanish? Wow. I just got to learn all the rest. And eventually, I'm going to be eating downtown Mexico. Thanks, Babbel. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. Speaking of speaking girlfriends. Of, yes, speaking is, of girlfriends. Yeah, uh, this is a good transition. Good All right. Lord. I'm hoping over the next couple of weeks, we're all stuck inside. There's not a lot of news going on that's not... COVID-19 based. Right. Our goal is to not fucking inundate ourselves and everyone else yes. with COVID-19 news. That There's vacuum out is there. being filled, yes. You can find it. So we're really trying to find some kind of weirder internet stories because it's fun. I like, you know, going down little side roads. That was kind of the whole point of side stories to begin with, right? Yeah. So let's take a look at this story. This comes from <sighs> the bizarre, this comes from DiscussGlobal.com by Miko Hayes. This is a story called The Bizarre Viral Relationship Between Terry W. East and Stephanie East. Now, this is very, very interesting. Social media sleuths are demanding answers after stumbling upon the once fiery romance between Terry W. East and Stephanie East. The couple has caused mass panic across Facebook after Facebook users learned that Stephanie appears to have gone missing in 2018. This is probably a good point to mention that Stephanie is a sex doll. So this is the story well, is you say you say sex doll, I say life partner. You don't yes, necessarily you don't just have to have sex with her. 
You don't have to just no, text him. He didn't. No, he, he did, did not. not. So the, around t- June 23rd, 2018, oh, Stephanie, he showed up. Stephanie showed up. Terry East created a Facebook profile for this woman named Stephanie East, yeah. where from Stephanie East's point of view, as a one of these real dolls, she celebra- She one of the first posts was that she celebrated Terry East's birthday. So we see a man who looks very sweet. If I'm going to go out on a limb here and say pretty lonely, Yes. He got a sex doll into his home, yes. and you see him unboxing a drone, supposedly from Stephanie East, where Stephanie East says, Well, Terry East was really sick last weekend, his birthday, so we didn't get to do anything. So I decided it today, so here are some pics. And his present I got him last week and had it hid. Love you, baby. Cut okay. to him pictures unboxing a drone. It seems very I, nice. And are we clarifying? He is doing this all next to a doll. This is like Lars and the Real Girl mixed with a with immense more mental health issues and loneliness. Yes, yes. So and he is already yes. He is dealing with it, right? He's so he's. Un- but you know what, Henry? When you but you know what's kind of nice about this though, when you mm. get to buy yourself a present, when you get to buy yes. your, when you get to buy yourself a present, and you know what yes. you want. And you know, it's like, this is so cool because I get to pretend like I'm getting a gift. It's like every night I go on the internet and I try to buy stuff if I want to. And then it shows up and you're like, I don't remember buying that. Who got that for me? And then it says, from Ben to Ben. Love you, Ben. And I'm like, wow, I do have wow, friends. Wow, I do have friends. No, that's what I did when I got the PS4. I literally went, I wanted to get it gift options. And they wouldn't send it to the house. I had to go pick it up. But I wanted to put a bow on it so I'd feel like I was getting a present. Oh, so not only it didn't wasn't just that. No, uh, it gets a lot weirder went, than getting a gift. Stephanie's post it got shared two thousand times. It became a little bit of a viral thing. I think I vaguely remember this coming out, but now uh, this was not that long ago. No, uh, I want to say this was since Thursday, maybe of last week, couple yes. weeks. Ago. This is twenty eighteen, late twenty eighteen. He uh, Stephanie had a baby. <sighs> Cut to. A series of Instagram pictures and Facebook Live pictures of Stephanie with the fake pregnant Bedley on yes. in front of a laptop with little things that says "Mama waiting delivery" and she was so calm. And then it's a picture of a nude Stephanie with a towel on, still with socks on, saying "Mom getting set up for delivery." Then some random ass man. No, this a is a very old man. This is this, not him. This is the midwife. I believe it's it the is a woman, and she looks just like. It's a oh, that a is a woman. I'm she sorry. looks just like Lloyd Kaufman from Troma. If you <laughs> yes. ever just Google Lloyd Kaufman, this woman literally looks just like him. Yes. Um. So and she's holding up. With she's holding up a what knife. Looks to be two rusted up knives. It is a knife and a set of pliers with the with the ch- caption that says midwife midwife with the tools of her trade prepare for birth. Not sure, but one of them may bleed out. Hope she is good. And again, right? these are dolls. So these dolls. The baby begins his journey. Now we have the sex doll still staring at the ceiling. With dead glass eyes, yes. The baby begins his journey into this world, still praying it ain't over yet. They're pulling it out. Oh my god! Then they pull it out a little bit more. He is getting so close, almost out looking good so far, but still praying. Then he did a picture of himself lying on the ground. Yep, I did pass out. Couldn't handle it. Still praying for the baby and the mom. Yes, no, but this is crazy. You don't just. It's so he's they're they're doing this thing. The doll is having a baby. I he did not wait the proper nine months, and I think if he was really authentically trying to have this be a real person. He would have waited the nine months. Oh, this was his mother. 
The midwife was uh, Terry's mother. Okay, well, there's something so, so wrong. This makes Texas Chainsaw Sawyer family, this makes the Sawyer family seem like a really down-to-earth, just a fun, everyday modern family. I don't think you should feel shame for anything that you like. I think that you should be able to, I'm forcing this out, you should be able to celebrate yourself in any way Shape or form. He's not hurting anybody. No, I no. Okay, Henry, but this you is know? my question to you. This is my question to you, though. Okay, so he's passing out because he, that's how serious he's taking. He's like, oh my god, I hope the baby's coming out right. I hope it's not a breech birth, anything like that. Is if he ends up finding a pregnant woman in real life and doing something horrible with her in the fetus, is this not a massive warning sign? Oh yes. So. How do we, this is why it becomes very difficult to gauge like pre-crime and thought crime. When yes, does of this course. man go out and and do this well, to a real person? I don't know. I would say right now though, I think we should be, we should allow our fantasy lives if you want to, especially in quarantine. Um, people are real lonely right now. Real lonely. Sure. So yes, live out a full birthing sequence with your, your real doll right now. Or I'm not going to say real doll with your fiance or wife right now, because this is the time to do that. But this is technically, I'd be saying, I'd be a little bit more worried if he was like, I cut Stephanie's tits off last night. If he was doing that, I'd be a little bit more worried. This Uh is technically him just cosplaying a real-life experience that I think that's vaguely uh, normal. Okay, well, uh, Stephanie East did give one post, and again, that is the real doll. This was July 22nd, right after my birthday, 2017. Uh, There's a plate of food, tomatoes, some good... This was the last, yeah, I think this is one of the last ones. And it says, hope you enjoy your dinner, babe. I forgive you, and I love you very much, which makes me wonder, did he? Did he attempt to cut off her breasts? Well, he's showing, within his own little world... He's showing that they are having issues. Him and Stephanie are literally, they are fighting. They're actively fighting within their inner fantasy His life. brain. In his, There's no in there. His brain. It's just him. Yes. And so that is that is very, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say it's strange. Yeah, if um, the doll has to forgive him, I'm just very, what did he do? I don't know. I don't know. But Stephanie's profile was pretty open. Terry's, though, on the other hand, was very private. So Stephanie used to post talking about the relationship from that side, which I actually see as more of the more of a deeper fantasy realization, right? That right. she she's the one who talks about the relationship. She's obsessed with Facebook. Me, I'm actually pretty private. Even though you're both? Yeah, okay, sure. I can see. It's a lot. Yeah, okay. All right, so we're going to have him here. So so it's not clear. So he, everything, they think that maybe he changed everything after he went viral. His privacy settings have not stopped those intrigued by the relationship from finding some sort of personal information about Terry. Number one is that his fiance died. Um, he had a fiance named Deborah Big Mountain. It's not clear how Deborah passed. So Wait, I'm sorry. The real I'm, life I'm sorry. What was that? Yeah. Her name um, is Deborah Big Mountain? Deborah Big Mountain. Was she an adult? Cam star? Um, I I don't think so. She there's a picture of her and Terry East. If you go to her Facebook account right now, you can see okay. that she is um she's on there. So she so uh, he's heartbroken. I uh, I I gather that he must be. Some people have put this up. This I think this is an old photo. Uh-huh. Um but I believe that they ha- she has passed. Right? Oh. It's not clear how Deborah passed, but may have included the real life. He may have included the real life death 
into the conspiracy surrounding the fictional disappearance of Stephanie and Hunter. So now this is where it's starting to weirdly cross over. It seems to have become... Now, this comes from the article. It seemed many have become so consumed with the fictional cold case that they have forgotten the real people involved. People have posted screenshots messaging Terry, Stephanie, Terry's mother, and even his deceased spouse. Despite the real-life people now having to deal with online harassment... Those demanding answers remain focused on their goal of learning exactly what happened to Stephanie and Hunter, because now Stephanie and Hunter are just gone. Now, while Terry was seen commenting on some of Stephanie's posts in the last 24 hours, there's still no confirmed explanation for any part of this relationship. Multiple people have claimed Terry is a veteran who developed mental issues. I don't know if that's real or not. None okay. of nobody knows anything that's real or not. And again, not. just and, just to drive this home, Stephanie and Hunter are both fake. They are both fake. Okay, just because I got, but I was like, also, Stephanie, oh, that's right. They're, but those are both dolls. So, man, this guy should have just been a screenwriter. I, uh, I don't know. I think technically this is the most boring movie of all time, except for <laughs> Lars and the Real Girl, because Lars and the Real Girl was there. But I this mean, is this what one of the just... posts. So this was a post that was on Facebook. It, uh, it asked that everything be deleted. Um, they said he, uh, he is a desert storm survivor. He is also a domestic abuser. My family and I suffered at the hands of him for a long time, and we just want to move on. It's not funny. He's dangerous. This is a woman that wrote uh, about Terry. She says that he is that she is her his former stepdaughter. And again, I don't know what is real or not, but it says please delete this. And again, yeah, it just says what I just said there. He's dangerous, but I I don't know if that's him or if that's a real person or if he's just creating. The account like, was a. I don't know. The account was immediately deleted. So I. So it also, you know. So it sounds like it could. It could also be him. It could also just be him. Anyway, no. This is. It is very, very interesting. But now <laughs> someone already put up a GoFundMe uh, with a ten thousand dollar goal called "Help Find Stephanie East." No, which dude, is there's so fake. many real issues. Please That's don't real do issues because people are spending money on. Don't give them money. Don't do give them money. Um, there. I. It's just one of those like. What the internet can do, right? What what you can't, where he has put this entire storyline out and the world is responding to it. <sighs> so now it's like he's generating his own drama. What we're yes. seeing is sort of a real life thing of like what happened with the, um, with Gypsy Rose, that story. Oh, sure, sure. They, that story where the Facebook is now, become, like it went from completely fake to real to the point that people are doing, like, within the irony of it, right. they are helping create the reality of it. It's a little creating sl- it's a, universe. It's a little slender man, right? A little slender man-ish, how, how we can bring things into reality like that. It, it is endlessly fascinating what the internet has, because of the collected, the collection of ideas, it really does create things that are, for all intents and purposes, real. I wonder what's going to happen over the next two months. Truly. Oh, my God. Because now everybody is either, they're either denying that anything is happening and and just living their life and who knows what's going to happen, or they are completely on the internet. People are giving over their entire consciousness to the internet right now. Like, they're yes. living permanently online. And what is what is that going to happen? What kind of weird, deranged shit is going to come out Right now, because number one, we're in the middle of this is misinformation season. Oh, because my. fucking all of the stupid politics going on. So nobody who's going to know what's up and what's down. No, nope. we're going to see a lot more of this weird 
play acting for everyone, I imagine. And I've been trying to unpack. There's a lot going on, and there's a lot of people benefiting, and then there's a lot of people suffering, and there's just military stuff and all these. There's a lot to talk about. But we will do that more on Able Against Top Hat. And, uh, and we're not just going to focus on that either because we have to focus on other things going on and well, not at least lose you sight. have. At least you have stupid politics in that show to talk about besides just virus news. Exactly. Of, of course, now, again, stay inside, Florida. Go out and vote, Florida. I have no idea what that is all about, but again, no that's where a lot of speculation happens. But let's Seems do... Like it's called, it's all highly fucking irresponsible. Oh, ah, yes. That's, that's the right word for it. Um, all right. Well, let's do Hero of the Week. Hero of the Week. This week's hero, I'm going to channel my inner Henry Zabrowski, and I'm actually going to read a listener email. Uh, This comes in from Kristen, and she had a submission for Hero of the Week, and she says, Hello, Ben and Henry. Got a tale to tell you. Over the past three days, my roommates and I have watched our toilet paper stash dwindle as Karen's Uh, As the Karens of the world rush out to the store and wipe out, see what I did there? The stock of toilet paper throughout the Chicagoland area. She says they searched high and low. Walmart, Target, uh, Walgreens, Home Depot, even Menards. Menards? Gas stations, every place. But they could not find any toilet paper until when at long last, Kayla Clatter came in clutch, and bought us a giant economy pack of that sweet, sweet poo-poo paper. Yeah, girl. So we we have a submission. Kayla deserves to be Hero of the Week because not only is she a huge fan of the last podcast on the left, but she's out here on the front lines seeing where Karens don't. Thank you for your consideration. May you find enough toilet paper to satisfy your butts in the coming weeks. Live, laugh, love. Christine. So... Hell yeah. You are hero of the week and all of our wonderful patriots out there who did not hoard toilet paper, but rather got enough for their tushy and only enough for their tushy because we got to spread the love around. And my love, I mean, toilet paper. Honestly, dudes, honestly, no, nobody else can get it. No one Nobody else, else can get, get the it. fucking toilet paper. If you have all of it, no one else can get it. All you need is if everybody just bought. The same amount of toilet paper that they normally buy. Yes. We can all have it. We can we all can have all it. Have They're it. not going to stop shipping it. They're going to keep sending toilet paper. Yes. That, that we're uh, People have to... I'm, you should stay home unless it is to grocery shop, essentially. Like, you keep... You minimize your contact with other human beings. Yes. But the, the toilet paper should be there if, if you can get to the store. Just get, just get what you need and no more so we can all be safe together. And then also honorable mention, someone who you could argue, yes, did more than Miss Clatter. Um, we have the first test of the coronavirus. So there's four <laughs> patients who received uh, the jab of the needle at the Kaiser Permanente Research Center in Seattle. So I want to say thank you to those people as well for being on the front lines of testing uh, the coronavirus. And hopefully they are the beginning of the end of go this nasty, nasty situation. So get there you these go. fuckers. Let's get these virus fuckers, man. Absolutely. I wish I could go out there with a fucking baseball bat. Just fucking, you know, I want to do is get, because I have that like triple identify, that mine thing that you can do during fucking uh, Division 2 where you could ah. like just select the three dudes and you roll in there. I wish I could do that with a fucking coronavirus. Get mm-hmm. my fucking because then I have my fucking new field shotgun, my level three shotgun. Fucking yeah. going through that, yeah. going through just boom, 
boom, walking down the alleyway, checking the corners, checking yeah. the corners, checking my sight lines, see coronavirus, boom, shooting the fucking head. Yeah. Go around yeah. the other corner. Next thing you know, I'm throwing a grenade into an empty room. Sure. Just doing it to do it. You never know when there's coronavirus in there. Fucking boom, blow it out. Yep. And again, he is talking about a video game, not a real life desire, <laughs> um, but that is how fun. I'm happy you're on the Division 2 tip. And uh, indeed, it does. It gets the uh, it gets the fantasy out, doesn't it? I this is what I was going to say too about the real dolls and all this kind of stuff, right? It's good for them to get it out. I honestly do believe that. I also yeah, wonder if we true. make a bunch of kids robot. We made a bunch of kid robots for pedophiles to fuck, and then see what happens. And what we do is they can fuck the if they don't get it out of their systems, then we can train the robots to kill the pedophiles um, mid come. I, I do like the second half of that. Uh, it has been scientifically proven. There's a lot. Well, this is actually up for debate <laughs> yeah. in these, is in this these a psychological hot issue circles. That I just, did I just um, wander into a very hot button, hot button issue? Or? Well, one of the concerns is that it's also uh, it, it heats up the process and it actually propels uh, pedophilia to go even further um, it, because it normalizes what? it in oh, the mind and then it turns no. into uh, into uh, in actuality. But if you do want to listen to Abelian's Top Hat and you really want to be happy uh, about a great interview, I did interview a woman who only works with non-offending pedophiles. Uh, that was about, what, two months? I forget. It was like a very nice holiday weekend. I think it was Thanksgiving. Yes. And the yes, shows that like we did, did, I was like, and yes. was like, what are you talking about on the shows for Thanksgiving week? I was like, yeah, it was the dog mills. Yes. Right. <laughs> non-offending <laughs> pedophiles <laughs> and dog mills. So like, what are we doing? I am an executive producer of a network. This is a network. I am allowing this to go out in one weekend. This is insane. But I also had an idea of what we do is we make digital child porn, right? Digital child porn, right? Uh Right before you would, before the the beginning would start, like you get them all ramped up being like, I don't know where my dude is. No, no, there's Uh nobody here to pick me up from school. You know what I mean? Like, so that's a good scenario scenario, to start with. And then the kid grows into an adult digitally, just as you would come and go, you're under arrest. You're fucking pervert. Yeah, I think that that is just wonderful, Henry. I'm so happy that you're letting your brain become more creative as you quarantine and expect more of Henry Zabrowski's inner thoughts after not having conversations with people. I'm developing content. Let me read. All right, so I'm going to keep these keep these emails light. All right. Okay. So this comes from this is this is just for, this is just called police monkeys because I said all right, listen to this. All right. Henry said we should give monkeys little badges and let them police themselves. Oh, yeah. Funnily enough, we have evidence from Egypt that baboons were trained as police animals and were used very similar to police dogs today because they attached a uh, image of a, it's kind of fun, it's a hid- image of a hieroglyph with the man going like, ah, with the baboon, hopefully not trying to suck its dick. It looks uh. like it's arresting him, though. Oh, um, okay. Which is really fun. Of course, with most tomb images, we have to be careful of saying that they definitely represented daily life because they're also all idealized representations. But I love the idea of police monkeys roaming the, the streets of ancient Egypt. Me too. Yeah, absolutely. And as a matter of fact, I believe there is a murder fist. Doesn't murder fist have a sketch online? Bobo the, the monkey, monkey or something? It's called monkey police chase. <laughs> yes. You check should really check on, it out. Check it out on YouTube during your time at home. Uh, yeah. I would definitely do. They definitely do that. It's a lot of fun. She's and uh, and they also say to always remember uh, tr- uh, tr- Smiths, skilled workers build the pyramids, not slaves or aliens. Uh, okay, interesting. That, that is, that's that's the consensus at this point. 
I also that's think a that very slaves good way could, to say that. I think that slaves could also be skilled workers because they don't necessarily people. Anytime you would win a conquest, you would enslave anyone, even the smart people. So it is possible. You just that it's a you bit just waded into but. seven foot history waters that we can't. We I'm literally just, just going to drown be a in a bit of both. You I think know. from now on, do we literally have to only say things we know for certain? Like then we for don't the next have a eight show. Weeks, then we do I know not nothing. have a show. All I know is about weed. I know things about weed, and I know. You, honestly, Marcus got me this really good bottle of bourbon for officiating his wedding, and I've what just kind? been fucking hammered on it. It's called, um, I just know it's, uh, I'll send you the exact name. I'm not Garrison's, but it's called Cowboy Bourbon. Woo, oh, it's good. Okay. Um, all right, here's another story. About 18 years ago, I moved my family, wife and two sons, six and four at the time, from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, to Houston, Texas for a job. We had rented a two-bedroom apartment in a relatively new upscale complex. The strange occurrences started to happen on our very first night there. At approximately 2 a.m., we were woken up by all three of the smoke alarms in our apartments blaring and smoke visibly filling up the unit. I can even remember the smell of burning wood. Hmm. I jump out of bed, still half asleep, I told, and I told my wife to run downstairs. My wife! Uh-oh. You get downstairs! I'll get the boys well, sh- and I'll meet you. Oh, I, I, okay, that's, I don't want to be like gender norms here, but okay, I feel like maybe the person should go. Could, but no, but you, it's nice. That's okay. a, but this is, this is why equality is the way it is. Yeah, We're supposed also, to die first. That's what I kind of thought. Men Bill are, Burr men are has a whole to, bit on it. Okay. Bill Burr has a whole bit on it. Okay. You should check it out. That's understood. I'd halfway across the apartment, all the smoke alarms shut off at the same time and the smoke haze and smell vanished almost instantly. I vividly remember being just as shocked by the sudden silence as I was suddenly alarmed. I paused for a split second and, the con- and, the- and I continued to the boys' room. I opened the door and they were both still sound asleep as if they heard nothing, even though there was a smoke alarm right outside the bedroom door. Confused, I walked back to my wife in her bedroom. She's asking me, what the hell is going on? I have no answer. I tell her that I'm going to go walk around outside to make sure everything's okay. Everything was... And I tell her I will call maintenance in the morning and have them check into it. Must be some kind of wiring issue. Maintenance man finds zilch. Okay, it must be some kind of freak thing or I'm crazy. Until the next night when it happened again and again the night after that and again and again. Every single night exactly the same way exactly at 2 a.m. for approximately the next three weeks. We had already contacted the apartment managers and asked for a different unit. This was past ridiculous. On what seems like night 187 of this hell, I'm much slower in my response, but I still get up to check out everything outside because of what if. As I step outside my bedroom door, as I step outside the bedroom door, I remember getting a horrible chill that ran through my entire body as though I walked into a freezer. I remember missing a step, but brushed it off and went to check everything out. Same scenario. Everything's fine. As I got back to bed, I noticed my wife went silent as I mentioned the extreme chill. Uh, yeah, you didn't see him? See who, I asked. The man outside the door. I saw you shiver when you passed through him. (gasps) He looked Native American. He looked Native American. The alarm stopped to the exact moment he vanished. Needless to say, neither of us slept anymore that night. We rolled a big fat joint, sat on the couch, watched (laughs) TV with all the lights on for the rest of the night. The next day, my wife contacted a local shop that dealt in the occult and explained what was going on. The woman told her that the spirit was possibly attached to the ground, not the structure, since it was so new. She made the usual suggestions, such as cleansing and smudging, but also suggested we maybe try to talk with them first. Maybe just wanted to be seen and acknowledged. Yeah, sure. My wife told me this, and of course, after the the, the events of the night prior, I was skeptical, but let's go for it. Sure. 
So the next night around 2 a.m., we both sat down and acknowledged him. It was basically things like, we see you, we know you're there. I felt dumb doing it, but it made my wife happy, so whatever. Here's the thing, though. Never happened again. Okay. Not that night, nor any night after. We lived there for two more years with zero issues. Okay, well, sometimes that just goes to remind you all, don't. There should be nobody invisible in your life. Say hello to the delivery man. Say hello to the person who works in the back of the kitchen. Give him a fist bump. Say hello to the people that other people ignore because sometimes they just want to be acknowledged. Always say hello. Sometimes say goodbye. Sometimes. Say goodbye. We had some really good messages about the space bubble. The idea of like these bubbles of nothingness. Right. Uh, but they, I truly barely understand them. One was very, very intense. We had it from a very smart lady who sent us a thing about that basically what it happens is that space nothing bubbles are essentially the physicalization of the way the math breaks down in physics. You get a Kissel. I'm already Look, I confused. I see you nodding. I'm it's already your, no, I saw med- Kissel. What? You opened that big math book. <laughs> so smart of you, Kissel. Over that quill and you started making notes. I can't yeah, yeah. believe it. Yeah, the guy um, who literally couldn't pass a college class called Math 090, which wasn't even a college credit. The guy that failed that class three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Yeah, I got you it. understand. Yeah. Oh, good. Um, and also I got, a connection. I got a correction on that, on the Polish name pronouncing. It's actually Shabulski. Oh, I Because thought- I guess um, P-R-Z-Y is pronounced Sh. Well, I'm not going to say anything about the Polish there. Everyone else can think their own thoughts. No, we're just different. <laughs> it we're different. Really make any sense to do it that way? And but I, you know, I do want to be king of poles. Thank you. you. Are. I want to take are. that. I want to take it. See, um, so the space-time eating bubbles you were referring to have long been known to scientists for about. They've been, not been known to scientists for about five years. It is speculated they are somehow similar to black holes. Both anomalies act similar, but have opposite geometrical shapes. Bubbles, of course, being regular spheres, and black holes being negative spheres geometrically think of a circle with a negative races with think of a circle with a negative radius you know kissel kissel wake up oh oh, i'm so sorry i'm sorry wake up think think of a circle with a negative radius (laughs) i i might can you i literally thought of a fruit loop and i don't know (laughs) i I don't know what it even means to think of it you might be correct i don't know um but it is definitely very theoretical and there's nothing to really be afraid of that, they, that makes that makes me feel awesome. <laughs> that's it. That's the it's just so space, one less thing to be afraid of until it's too late. You know so what I mean? Just one of those. I love it. So space bubbles are not eating time. We will be okay. Uh, like right now, we are fine. I got it. A collect got it all up in the old head. Um, thank you all so much for listening. And throughout this uh, pandemic that we're all surviving through. Um, we are going to try to do as much as we can here at the last podcast network. And the only thing we can do is talk because we are talkers and we are extroverts. And this is going to save us from our fear of isolation. So I believe we're going to try to do sort of almost a round table of gentlemen esque side stories. We want to bring on people in the LPN community. So hopefully we'll be getting that up and going next week. And if you want to check out the, all the shows here in last podcast network, also round table of gentlemen, uh, it is old school. That was our first show we ever did. Kevin Barnett is on it. Jackie Holden. Um, Harry is a it guest is on a regular basis. It's from before the prehistory of internet. So it is. Yes. Fucking, some of it's wilder than the rest of it. it but is, it's fucking great. I miss those days sometimes, if you, man. If you are listening and you are driving your car and you get pulled over, the cop will arrest you for drinking and driving just because it is an alcohol-fueled show. Yes. Um, but if you do want to kind of go down that rabbit hole... Uh, 
it's an interesting experience and certainly uh, not for uh, – well, it's just fun. It's just fun. Um, so oh, live yeah. So live every day like they're saying. Live every day like you fucking got the disease already. Live like you got it. Think about your neighbor like you got it already. And oh. and don't fake it unless it's really, really funny. Um, that's the big <laughs> one. Um, and then laugh. Laugh knowing like me. You know, uh, to be honest, if you got five pounds of pasta, then we're going to get through this. Woo. I guess so. I don't yeah. know. I got a lot of frozen meat. Good so I mostly just go ripping through my meat. Good currently. Ugh. Okay, no ripping one wants to think about Harry meat. ripping through his meat. Yeah, Sounds like yeah. you definitely um, took a violent something or another. And love your fellow man. Be kind to your your fellow man. Wow. You got a really old person in your in your building, or and you want to do something about them. You go there and you help them do something. I don't know what it is that they need, but help them drop off groceries. Yeah. Look out for your elderly neighbors. Uh, they're the ones that are truly going to be fucked here. I have no clue how long we're going to be under lockdown, but guess what, man? We're going to laugh all the way through it because that's the only thing we can fucking do, you pieces of shit, and it's what we're going to do every day the rest of our lives. Our book's still coming out April 7th. Yeah. No clue about the tour. We got a no. live show to sell you soon as well. Yeah. You'll have that soon. Good Pud is coming out this week, only yep. on Patreon. We uh, we got new interviews for Patreon coming out. We have all this kind of stuff. So at least the content will never stop flowing. Yes, from indeed. LPN Studios, unless unless we are murdered by the government, which is possible. And also hailyourselfamerica.com. You can get the documentary. It's forty minutes. I believe it's uh, five bucks if you have some time there. And uh, yeah, all right, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll keep on trucking and get through all this together as we always do. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Magustalations. Hail me, you bitch. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. This is Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast, the promo, and in 30 seconds, I'm going to tell you why you should check out the show. I, the host, Scott Aukerman, have a lighthearted conversation with famous celebrities like John Hamm, Allison Williams, Phoebe Bridgers, Bob Odenkirk, just to name a few. Things go a little off the rails when different eccentric characters drop by to be interviewed as well. Each week is a blend of conversations and character work from your favorite comedians as well as some new hilarious voices. Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast. Podcast. Listen every Monday wherever you get your podcasts. McDonald's presents Burger Reviews by Hamburglar. Today's review, the hotter, juicier, classic burgers. Mr. Hamburglar. Bravo, bravo. He said, of all the McDonald's burgers I've ever hamburgled, these are the hottest, juiciest, and tastiest. Bravo. Hurry in and enjoy one of our 350 bundles, like a daily double and small fries, for a limited time. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any of the offer comparison of prior classic burgers. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.